Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You have offended this podcast and you have offended the entire movie making community. I wonder if I can kick your ass. Not just you. All three of you. And welcome back once again to You Have Offended This Podcast. We watch martial arts movies. My name is Mike McCarran. With me, as always, is the man who once did do a kata to Snap's I've Got the Power, but it was a very special circumstance, Chad Lindsay. How you doing, man? I just did one right now. (laughs) In my living room, shirtless. (laughs) In honor of this film. But I remember when that movie came out, and that was actually like a big song, and and you oh, and I, yeah. you and I were both studying martial arts, and our buddy Mike Legere, he was just like a big doorman that got into a lot of fights, but did not study martial arts. But he just kind of like tagged along with us whenever we did stuff, and he used to just make up his own katas and think that he was actually a martial artist. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, he was like sailor from Uncommon Valor. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was out, <laughs> yeah. out in the field. That's a, that's a perfect. <laughs> that is a perfect description of him. And like, we went and saw this movie in the theater because we were amped up, and then like he was really into Snap. So after that, he uh, he just started doing katas to this song, like that he made up. <laughs> he totally made him up, and and yep. thought he was good. So yeah, thought thank, he was pretty great. Thought he was pretty awesome at the whole thing. <laughs> the downside of martial arts films. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're either at the club or you're just making shit up off the cuff. <laughs> One of the two. <laughs> I I actually this movie isn't bad. It's it's pretty much as I remembered it from from '91 when we saw it. It's exactly as I remember it, and not only do I remember the film, but I remember the the hype around it and i remember being so excited to go see this film and it was again like i keep bringing up black belt magazine and all these goddamn yeah, I know. podcasts but well that was the that, bible of martial yeah, arts back that was, then right? that, you know like we didn't really have a, a modern internet right so everything was still newspaper and magazine so yep. There was an article on there, and it was like, Jeff Speakman is the next Bruce Lee. And, you know, he's a student of uh, Ed Parker, and he's fantastic, and he studies American Kempo, and he's got the good looks, he's got the physicality, he's got the charisma, etc. This movie is going to blow your mind. And being a young person and not realizing that may have been a article that was paid for by the studio um yeah, right <laughs> which it very well could have been i mean you know it's oh yeah years later and i'm a little bit more pragmatic shall we say but yeah. i remember one might say both, jaded <laughs> we were both amped up to go <laughs> see this like we were really amped up to see it when we saw it opening weekend well and it was back like you got to remember the time frame too like 91 we're still two years before the ufc came out so and I'm not saying that American Kenpo isn't effective or work, or work because it's it's you know it's clearly got its its points, but a lot of like ninja movies and things like that we're still amped up and we're still like oh my god that's awesome because it was before the UFC came out and basically took all the bullshit martial arts that that got into the octagon and beat them to death with a fist or a shin right <laughs> well yeah but I don't even know yeah I I I mean I I I see your point in that and and i mean in those early ufcs 
it was uh, like today. Yes, uh, it's mixed martial artists. They've got their standing game. They've got their their ground game. Their strikes. But at the when the UFC first started. They were all part timers, dude. Like they were all like, oh yes, yeah, 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 yeah like, for sure. Nobody, not one of them yeah, was that's a full time athlete. <laughs> it was just like, what do you do? Well, you know, yeah. uh, my name's Ray. I'm a I'm a black belt in American Kempo. Uh, I work 85 hours a week as an auto detailer, <laughs> and uh, thought I'd fucking come down here and give this a shot. And I mean, see like, who's a tough guy down here. They were, they were just firing people into that octagon like hey who the fuck wants in right <laughs> it's just like you know that's a very good point like so i'm keith hackney i own an hvac company i'm gonna come in here and pound this 700 pound sumo guy yeah into man. a pulp so i certainly i certainly get what you're saying but at the same time that ufc <laughs> one two and three and four like you know it's just like hey here's a 300 pound wrestler and here's a 140 pound muay thai fighter let's see what's gonna happen <laughs> Like, oh, oh gee, my I God. wonder. Oh my God! If Dan Severin's going to suplex Anthony Macias, there's, hmm. there's a toe in the front row. There's a toe. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my God! Back in those days, it was teeth and blood and no, Gallagher was. splash zone. There like was. it was. <laughs> Some, that was nuts. Some Euro trash guy would come out to techno music. <laughs> you know, these big fucking sunglasses from like uh, the Fender and Cyborg with Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> he was wearing those big shades. And, oh, my like, God. That's awesome. Oh, it was just crazy. But anyway, yeah, like it was it was certainly a different time, but also a good time for martial arts films that came out like great time uh, for was, martial arts films. It was great early, time. late 80s, early 90s. There were some solid, solid films. Yeah. Yeah. This was kind of I honestly, you know, if I'm being if I'm being blunt about this one, a little bit of a disappointment, but I still enjoyed it. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those middle of the road ones. I enjoyed it. This was a big disappointment for me because I was I was so hyped up and amped up from like the press that this film was getting and being a martial arts fan and there were so many good martial arts films that were coming out at and this And the trailer time. looked awesome. The trailer looked the shit and uh I was I was really amped up for it and I remember being very disappointed uh overall even though it's even though it's it's a decent film. I was expecting the way that they were hyping it as, uh, you know, the next Enter the Dragon, like up there. Yeah, exactly. That's totally what I thought, too. This one had a, a decent budget for, for a guy's first film, for Speakman's first film. It was $10 million budget. And then uh, Worldwide Gross came out to be $14 million. Where'd they spend that ten mil? This doesn't yeah, look like... Yeah, I don't know, I'm not, And I'm not even trying to be a dick here. This looks like a $5 million movie, and I'm not... I'm not trying to yeah. slag on it. Like, there's some things that I'll talk about and critique it because there's some things in this that I really, really like. But yes, me too. Me too. Budget. I, I didn't. I would not have expected the budget to be this high. It had to be. I'm guessing. And this is a shot in the dark. I'm guessing it was salaries because there's some decent people in here. You know, with, with like Mariska Hargitay. I know it's early in her career, but she's in here. The Professor Tanaka guy, Mako, was in the, the Conan movies earlier. He would have been a big get. Four million probably went to Black Belt Magazine to say that Jeff Speakman was the next Bruce Lee. <laughs> <laughs> big shout out there to Black Belt Magazine. Yeah, that article. <laughs> 19-year-old me is like, holy shit, it must be true. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I, I wouldn't have expected it to be uh, 10 mil because I've seen films with smaller budgets from this time that just that look better and and work a lot more yeah i don't think big trouble in little china's budget was even 
was if it was bigger than that, it wasn't much, if I remember right. I can't remember what we said the budget was. Editor's note, the budget for Big Trouble in Little China was actually $25 million. Way off. But I remember being like, wow, that's low for what it looked like. I'm sure you'll drop in a little soundbite. Yes, yeah, so I'll drop at in this edit. moment. At it this. was actually. <laughs> now that I look back. So yeah, ten million seemed seems high for this one, but whatever. So we'll go through it. As always, please remember to check our social media, watch our Instagram. Uh, you have offended this podcast for what's coming up next. And if you want to leave us suggestions there, we'd love to hear from you. Check us out on Twitter at YHOTP. And there's a Facebook group at You Have Offended This Podcast where you can leave us, again, suggestions, comments, any thoughts like that. We'd love to hear from you. So this movie, we broke it down again into five main sections here that we'll go through. Section one, opening section here, we have the movie's opening, obviously. We have we have Kim getting strong-armed here in his store. Uh, we have a series of flashbacks with Jeff while he's driving to see Kim. And then he ends up at Kim's store for a supposed visit. So we get the opening here with Speakman in his little construction construction crew or whatever. And he just walks off the fucking job. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this is the thing. This whole movie is kind of summed up right in the beginning because you've got the screen is black. You've got this really low tone, like, coming in that's very kind of ominous and scary. Then you've got the graphic that comes up, the perfect weapon, which is really, really good, right? Like, it's. It is good. It's it's a really nice graphic that kind of is distinct. It's unique. It stands out on its own. It's like, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Here we go. And then it cuts to uh, a bunch of fucking guys with shovels digging flat sand and flipping it over for no reason. And then <laughs> some some of whom are wearing helmets, some of whom are not. <laughs> and then, like you said, Jeff Speakman just fucks off. He just, fucking, <laughs> he just walks away. There's no, yep, no break called, no nothing. He just, see ya, guys, I'm, I'm done now. I think you hear, <laughs> he just, I think you hear somebody say, uh, Sanders, take a water break. And he's like, oh, okay. And then, you know, he just, like, starts walking over to the to the water cooler. <laughs> but the, the, when you look at these guys digging, like, what the fuck are they doing? They're, like, they're, they're moving this I know, right? sand. They're moving this sand, like, from one side of his foot to the other side of his foot. Like, it's effectively a chain gang. They just well, move this dirt it's, from it's here like to there. Go. It's like they're getting paid by the hour, and they're trying to just, like, make this last as long as they can. It's brutal. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah, you, you could at least have set up some type of project for them to be working on, or a, I don't even know, man, but Jesus, have them do something. Because right off the bat, I'm like, what are you guys doing? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then we have the quick cut to him in his very obvious bachelor apartment. No woman has ever set a designer foot in this apartment. <laughs> well, and he's doing his fucking kata in the living room to snaps power. Every everything in there is like a like a like a brown olive. Like everything, like everything yeah, of, in the room. A lot of it's earth crazy. tones. It's like the drapes. And you know, at first I was like, "Oh, it's really ugly." And then then when I stopped and I looked at it, I was thinking about the set decorator, and I'm like, the curtains have the exact same color palette as the fucking painting on the wall. Like this this yep. took a fair bit of this took a fair bit of work because the carpet is the same color as the sand in the painting behind him and I'm like everything fucking yeah. matches. Everything is everything's like, yep. It's grays so and browns weird. and beige. it's all beige. Everything's off tones of beige. Yeah. It's 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 very it's strange. It's the world's ugliest, dullest apartment. But 
you can also tell that somebody went through a lot of care to make it the dullest, most boring apartment. <laughs> yes, it's very purposefully the dullest apartment. <laughs> like, even the painting on the wall behind him is a scene of a desert with cactuses and nothing. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, like like you know this what I mean? movie. Like it's, it's it's a it's boring painting of life. Yeah, <laughs> here's a bunch of cacti and sand. What do you think of that? <laughs> and his 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 kata stuff are kind of cool. It is cool. I mean, honestly, the best part of this is snap the power, which really amps it up because just the way that it's designed, the room and everything. I'll bet that they originally did that and used some sort of. Uh, song some sort of like sad country song the only thing (laughs) and then they were just like oh my god that made me want to shoot myself this makes me want to break out the razor blades and sit in a hot tub (laughs) there's there's only one thing of color that i noticed in the room like even the phone's green he turns over and there's actually i don't know where he got it one of those old uh wool blankets from the bay with the with the colored stripes, oh, yes, the Hudson Bay, and I was like, oh, the Hudson man. Bay blanket, yeah. How'd that get down to L.A.? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's weird, eh? That it's just laying there. You're like, wow, there's a a like, splash of color there. The <laughs> oldest <laughs> company in Canada that's actually you know far, far, far further north than I've ever been, and I fucking live here. And, and somehow Jeff Sanders has one on his bed in in the colorless apartment. <laughs> yep just to you know that's his attempt and then he does his little bow out at the end this is this goes on for a while the the kata like and like it is the best part is the song yeah because it keeps you interested i would have lost interest in the kata yeah exactly perhaps not when i was younger but now as a as a 50 year old fella i'm like okay i get it like it's 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 like the the last dragon when Timac is doing his to the credits, but Timac's is better because there's cool angle changes. Like like remember they're on the glass floor and they're shooting up from the bottom and like they're oh yeah yeah because he was on the plexiglass floor and you got that look and yeah it was yeah yeah there's it, cool angle changes yeah that here I'm just looking straight at him yeah straight at him like you're in the apartment with him sitting in like a wingback chair just like watching yeah, watch watching it. it's like he came out and said hey you want to see me do a kata yeah and you're kind of like oh, all right. Okay. Do I oh, have oh, to? You, yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, you're taking your shirt off, are you? Okay. Taking your sh- All right. Okay. I, I'm gonna. I'll sit down. Oh, you're putting Snap on. Oh, okay. I like this song. Anyway, at least that's that's. Wow, this is awkward. Hey, and thank you for listening to this teaser episode of the podcast. Full episodes can be found at patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast. We do at least four episodes a month. Everyone gets one free. The other three are like this one, a teaser with the full show available with a subscription. Now there's five levels of subscription to choose from to suit any budget with the lowest being just five bucks per month. That's less than a rabbit harness leech thing on Amazon. I mean, what are you going to do with that? It's nice. I mean, don't get me don't get me wrong, but think about it. You can walk your rabbit safely or you can get over 6 hours of original entertainment to make your workout or commute or life better. Plus, access to all the past seasons, each season being 21 episodes. Patrons also get to be a part of the Dojo crew. You become a producer of the show. And the best part is you don't have to do any of the hours of work it takes to create an awesome show every week. You just reap the benefits. It's awesome. So head on over to patreon.com slash you have offended this podcast and become a patron. You'll have our eternal gratitude and the satisfaction of literally being a producer of the media you find most appealing. Thank you so much. 
We'll see you inside the dojo.